Welcome to From Passion to Purpose, the podcast where we dive deep into the inspiring world of nonprofit organization and the incredible individuals who lead them. I'm your host, Shama, and I'm thrilled to take you on this journey of exploration and discovery. We all have moments when we strongly desire to make a positive impact, give back to our community, and change the world for better. For many, that desire evolves into a passion, a driving force that compels us to take action. This podcast is about the journey from the initial spark of passion to the fulfillment of a higher purpose. So let's jump in and begin our exploration. So I am so excited to have Sylvia Janadazio. Um, she is one of the executive director at why we are. Yeah. So welcome, um, Sylvia, and would love to hear a little bit about your organization and your role there. Yeah. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I am a co-executive director of Young Women Empowered, and we refer to it as why we. Um, I am my other executive director is Reagan Jackson. I am in my first year and a half as co-executive director of the organization. And the organization really focuses on Black, Indigenous, people of color, particularly um, women who identify in as women um, and gender expansive youth. And we really focus on 13 to 19 year olds. And the way we really talk about it is we provide programming um, when outside of school and home. So we're kind of that that third space where people can come as they are, who they are, and really um, find their voice, whatever that looks like, find who they are in the journey, bring all their intersectionalities that make them them, and be able to um, create power in that and take creative risks. Um, so we do a lot of art-based programming, a lot of social work, mental health is really important to us. Um, and so we really take the time to do that. We also have an alum program because our youth who have aged out are like, you can't, we need something still. So we do some great like life hacks, um, just some great support for those uh, um, who are no longer able to participate in our programming. That's great. Um, would love to know when it was founded. Is it a fairly new organization? So we were founded in 2010. Um, it was started off as a pilot program with um, 14 youth and seven mentors. We are very mentor based. Um, and once that program ended, it was a seven month program. Uh, our youth were like, nope, this needs to keep going. And they created a fund. One of our youth uh, created a fundraiser and we did like a potluck style fundraiser in a church basement. And we're able to raise the $5,000 in order to start the organization. And through that, we've been able to grow last year. We had uh, we served over 700 youth, um, and we are now uh, an over two million dollar organization. So in the in that time, we have been able to really grow and um, root in our purpose as we've continued to grow. That's amazing that uh, those 
who you served decided to continue this and has made it possible for so many other young people to have access to it. So just a wonderful. Um, so this season, I am um, looking at leadership stories. And one of the things I'm always fascinated is, um, were you always interested in the nonprofit sector? Or is this, you know, what got you into this field? Um, well, we were talking a little bit before, right, that you when you hit record about how it's hard to find that perfect job. And I think one of the things I struggled with specifically, so I'm Latina, um, what I struggled with was finding my voice in a space that didn't feel welcoming to me. Often I would find myself, so I've worked in nonprofit, I've worked for the government and I've worked for corporations as well. And in all those settings, I often found myself feeling like I was constantly being mansplained to, or I would say something and it wasn't heard. And then, you know, the white person next to me would say the same exact thing and it was a huge success. And so, um, I always kind of struggled with where to land. So, I think for me, the biggest thing is I need to be able to get, it needs to be the thing that gets me out of bed. I'm a mom at the same time. I have a 12 year old and a 12 year old girl and a nine year old son. And, you know, these things, they, they take me away. And so I need to feel good in both arenas at home and at work in order to feel like I'm doing something. So it can't just feel I mean, as much as I also, you know, need to pay bills and everything else, I I would love it to be the thing that makes me get up every day. And that's what I have found out why we. I think that's what I love about the nonprofit sector is that, you know, I, it, it feels my stomach and my soul. So um, that's a wonderful combination to have. So um, can you share a story from your early um, career that profoundly impacted your leadership development? Yeah, actually, you know, I'm not, it's not even career. I was in junior high and when I was in junior high, um, I grew up in the San Bernardino area and that's in Southern California. And there was a program called the Inland Empire Future Leaders. And I attended it and it was from, it was that transition time between eighth grade and ninth grade. So it was like a week camp that you would do. And there were two things that stood out to me that I really live by still to this day. One was um, they taught us that you can't be a leader unless you're a follower in, in which they meant was Um, if you don't know how people got there, you can't be a leader. And I strongly, strongly believe that in every promotion that I have gotten, it's always been helpful to me to know what I did before so that if I had to manage that position, I could help and help them grow and and everything too. Um, And so that is really important to me. Um, And then the other story actually that again happened at that camp was at the end of the camp, we had a dinner with our parents and the keynote talked about how ghosts are always going to try to pull you down. And it was the idea of those voices, right? Like we've all had those stories. I think specifically, um, I know for myself, I've had the story of like a counselor telling me I wouldn't be anything more than 16 and pregnant 
or I could never get into that college or I could never. And so his idea and the words he was using the ghost is you're always going to hear those voices in the back of your head and you have to just keep going. And so um, I still do that every day because sometimes it's hard and your intuition, you really have to lean into your intuition and find yourself again, because it's very easy to uh, fear what you've heard or what you think is what's been told to you in the past. I can totally relate and constantly having to fight that self-talk. And it's really not self-talk because it's what society has created over and over. You know, you're a person of color. That means you're not going to do ABC and you're a woman, then you're definitely not going to do ABC. And so, um, and I think that's why what I love about, um, you know, young women empowered uh, is because you break that cycle. And yeah, and so that's really great. Thank you for sharing. Um, Can you um, share a challenging period um, at uh, why we uh, and how your leadership um, turned it into like this challenge into an opportunity for growth? Yeah. Um, So this is where already, like, I'm going to tell you, um, I strongly believe in collective leadership and I strongly believe that no one person does everything, right? Like I was just saying, like, it's very important for me that as I continue to grow in my career, that I know what's been done before and I don't close doors, right? Like one of the biggest things for me is I want to open doors so that the people behind me don't have to struggle as much, don't have to work as hard. Like that's kind of important. So um, for me, this question feels like a great question, but um, none of it I feel I've ever done on my own, um, be it with Reagan or with my team or with youth or with our board. It's always felt like we are really making decisions together. Um Now, all of that said and done, there's definitely been times when we're not all on the same page. And those sometimes can be really uh, complicated and um, hard because it's hard to put your feelings aside and say what's best for the organization. And um, that is something that is very important to me is as I'm making these decisions, it's not what Sylvia thinks it's best, but what would be best for why we, as we continue to grow, um, I took, I took over for a co-founder that had stepped down, um, Rose Waterstone, and they had left this position, um, after 12 years working with why we and doing all this work. And, um, So we always refer to it as like, now we're in our teenage years, which is interesting, right? We serve teenagers and now we're in our teenage years. So we went from startup where everyone does everything to trying to do the structures and the foundation to make sure that this is an eternal situation where something sustainable that keeps going forever, right? It doesn't depend on one person. And as I've been doing that and working with Reagan to do that, Um, I, it's been fun to create policies. Like I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the invisible labor that it comes with like a spreadsheet and policies and procedures. And, 
and all of that. And so again, like, I think the thing that's been really important for us is on those moments when we're not all on the same page, figuring out what is that compromise that still feels good for each of us in our role, but yet moves the organization forward. Um, can you finish this sentence for me? If money weren't a barrier, our nonprofit would. If money weren't a barrier, our nonprofit would take better care of their staff and employ more people so that we're not all doing multiple jobs. Right. Thank you. And um, finally, what can the community do to support um, why we? Yeah, those are great questions. So like I said, you can always sign up to be a mentor, but those um, sometimes it takes a while for we're very particular with our mentor base and they go through a really rigorous process. Um, we have events that we do, community events. So we have Steam Day coming up. We have our gala, and then we have Career Day. And we are always looking for volunteers to help us with those days, um, be it um, providing transportation. Trans- so one of the things our programs do is we provide transportation and food, and we don't charge anything for any of our programs. And so we always are looking for people to help us with transportation cost or donating like a, a big Uber Lyft gift card or something like that. Um, so that's really important to us. And then beyond that, I mean, money, because we're about to end our, you know, um, fall campaign. We're about to have our big gala. Please sign up. You can sign up and attend our gala too. It's a great way um, to create and see what we do. Um, our gala, we really focus and highlight our youth and what they're learning in programming. And it's very immersive. Um, it's a cool experience. Um, and so, and we feed good food. We always have good food. So it's always fun to do that, but, um, yeah, sign up to come and attend our gala. We have tickets out and, um, just sign up for our newsletter. If there's always ever a call of action or volunteers are needed, or we need, um, anything else that's the best way to get that information. Um, and finally, we have a farm, Mara Farm. Right now it's put to bed. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. It's not my strong suit, but um, it's 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 gone. Um, but it, when we're back in March on Fridays, we usually need help like pulling weeds and doing stuff like that so that the youth can get to do the fun parts. Um, so that's another one where if you are someone who wants and loves to be outdoors, that's a great opportunity. And um, we're actually going to partner soon with the Hillman Neighborhood Association to we have a little plot of a garden behind our building to turn that into like a little space where c- people can come and sit down and garden a little bit and do some stuff. So we're going to need help cleaning that up. So those are some of the ways we could really use help th- coming up. Sounds amazing. I am definitely going to put the website on, on the podcast link so uh, folks can reach out to you and get involved. So thank you so much, Sylvia, for your time. Thank you. Um, it was a pleasure talking with you. Same. Thank you. I always enjoy these opportunities. Um, it, you know, it's interesting because I, I forget, I think one of the things that we teach so much is we're all leaders 
Um, we all, you know, leadership looks different and we all have the ability to be leaders and there isn't one way to do it. And so I always enjoy the opportunity to come out and talk about that, about how awesome it is to everyone see the leader in themselves and how they can continue to grow inside and, and outside. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Also, now available, nonprofit fundraising lessons from the trenches, authored by me. You can find it on Amazon or go directly to my website, caseforsupportconsulting.org. And hope this book will be a great guide to help you elevate your cause. Thank you, and we'll see you again on From Passion to Purpose.